Three straight years in the AFC Championship game for the Chiefs. Of course we have to talk about it. Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Thursday, January 21st, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Chiefs Bills on Sunday with a Super Bowl berth at stake. There's plenty to discuss, so we did with star columnist Sam Mellinger and Vahe Gregorian, along with beat writers Herbie Tiope and Sam McDowell. We spent a good chunk of the show breaking down Patrick Mahomes, his injury from last week and availability for Sunday. We also break down the game and offer some predictions. What started as a Sports Beat Live is now a Sports Beat KC podcast. Hope you enjoy. Hey, good morning from Kansas City. Welcome to Sports Beat Live, the Stars weekly show, Talking Chiefs with you and the people who know them the best. Um, fellas, I'm looking at my uh, computer, my laptop clock. It's 9.31. I think this is the earliest we have ever started the 9.30 Sports Beat Live. So congratulations to, to all of us for, uh, for being so punctual today. Uh, Herbie Teope is here on the big screen. Um, so is Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam McDowell. We're all here to talk about the uh, the Chiefs-Bills AFC Championship game on Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium, kickoff at 5.40 p.m. This is the third annual, it turns out, the third annual AFC Championship game sports beat live that we've done. So uh, we'll keep doing them as long as the Chiefs appear in the AFC Championship game. So um, here we go. Do we – so the first – please send us your questions and comments. We'll get to as many of them as we can the first question that I have for these guys is, do we really have to discuss the Chiefs playing a game without Patrick Mahomes? Do we really have to go there? I'll, I'll start with Herbie because Herbie is our, uh, our injury guy. What's the latest on Patrick Mahomes, Herbie? Well, he put in a limited practice on Wednesday, but you still have to be cautious because he remains in the concussion protocol, and the final step there requires – an independent doctor to clear him. But it is a good sign that he was able to take the reps. Now, Andy Reid said yesterday he took all the snaps, but this was a essentially a walkthrough practice. They were out there without helmets um, based on what we were able to see before they decided to move indoors. Uh, but it, it, today is the key. Thursday is the key practice. We'll, we'll see what they do because they do ramp it up. They went from install. They went from the walkthrough, and then Thursdays is typically when you install everything. And then Friday is also a, 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 a where they ramp it back down. But today, Thursday, is the key for Patrick Mahomes. We'll see if he's out there. We'll, we'll see what the Chiefs officially designate him as on the injury report or whether Andy Reid, after practice, or the Chiefs tell us he's cleared. All right, so Thursday's a significant day. Um, but is there a possibility that Mahomes – could be held out of practice or the be held out of practice because of the protocol and still be able to play on Sunday. Is that question to me or is this open to the panel? <laughs> um, you're the one on the screen, Herbie. So you, <laughs> I think, you know, he knows that he knows the offense well enough. Okay. And he, he can sit there and take mental reps on the sidelines. I, Patrick Mahomes to me, we, we all, we've all seen his mutant healing like powers from last year where a dislocated knee. And before you know it, he's out there playing two weeks later. So he's the kind of guy that won't necessarily need all the practice reps because this offense runs through him. I think if, if he doesn't practice today, but he's still medically cleared before Sunday's game. Why not put him in there? 
Sam McDowell, it's probably important to emphasize that this isn't a Chiefs decision. Um, a lot of people believe that it's it's just up to Andy to play him. Um, I guess ultimately it is, but uh, uh, but it's really a Chiefs decision. It's an NFL decision. Yeah, an independent doctor has to, has to clear him through the five stages of the protocol. So, um, y- you know, there's not a, a specific timeline on each one of these stages. You know, he could clear multiple ones in one day. Based on what he was doing yesterday, it appears he's probably on stage three or four of the five. But ultimately, as the team physicians can progress him through those stages, it still has to be an independent doctor that ultimately gives them the, uh, the go-ahead to, to play on Sunday. But by the way, just to add to what Herbie said, I, I mean – I, it's, I, w- I would be I would be surprised if Patrick Mahomes isn't out there on Sunday. And, and it's tough to – if this was an ankle injury, for example, we'd all be talking about him playing on Sunday. The only reason any of us have any hesitation is because with head injuries, you never know. You could potentially have symptoms appear on day five that you didn't have on day one, two, three, or four. So none of us can say for certain what's going to happen because the Chiefs, frankly, don't know for certain what's going to happen with this – with the concussion. Um, but it, it's certainly trending in the right direction for him. Um, so was it a head injury? We still don't even know that, do we? I mean, it's, uh, there, there's still a lot of mystery surrounding the, uh, the nature of the injury. They did call it a concussion on the injury report, um, yesterday, which is the, which they haven't used that word. And in three press conferences now, Andy Reid has not used the word concussion. Even when saying he'll just say the protocol, won't even say concussion protocol. Um, but they did list him with with concussion on the injury report yesterday. Sam McDowell had a had a I think a, a particularly smart interpretation of this. Sam, tell, tell me if I if I uh, do you wrong as your mouthpiece here, but uh, you'll you'll articulate it better than me, I'm sure. Anyway, <laughs> well. You just got when we were talking the other day. I, we got into the a little of the discussion about the, the no go element of the protocols, right? What keeps you from going back into a game? And it's it's the symptom to the a little of the discussion about the, uh, it's the symptom less than it is that what you specifically see. In other words, Patrick staggering as he got up engaged an aspect of the protocol automatically without knowing whether what it was, right? Whatever, whatever the injury was. And I think we've certainly seen um, a number of people come up with this and even people we've talked to that are suggesting that it was not necessarily a concussion, but quite potentially some form of chokehold. Um, so, but nobody, nobody is saying that publicly with the, the voice that uh, we'd like them to clear it up with. So um, he absolutely was going to go into the protocols no matter what. But we still don't really know the fundamental nature of the injury, really. So, this would be a good time for Rick Burkholter to make his uh, season debut, wouldn't it? Um, in in past years, Rick, uh, the, the Chiefs trainer, would come to the podium, uh, define, break down a, a specific injury, and wouldn't take questions. He would he would leave, but you'd have a better idea of what was going on if surgery was required, who was doing the surgery, where it was happening, that sort of thing. Um, I, 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 w- I would think that – we. I don't think we've seen Rick all year since the preseason. So it strikes me that it would be a, a good time for Rick to make an appearance just to help clarify what precisely is the – we're talking about here with, with Patrick. It's always interesting when Rick Burkholder not making an appearance. To me, that's a good sign that – Mahomes is progressing well because typically when we get Ricks is when someone's out for the year, you know, or someone's having to go through season ending surgery. 
But the fact that he hasn't come out, I think that's a good sign. You know, the confusion here is that Andy Reid said he passed all of his tests after the game. And he again said that on Monday, that he passed it, passed all the deals that, that he needed to pass. <laughs> and for somebody to pass all the tests but not play, that's where the confusion is. But like Vahe said, there's, there's an actual language on the NFL's concussion in-game protocol that says if there's any sort of stumbling when trying to stand, you cannot return to the game. And we visibly saw that happen. So if you're wondering how can he pass the, the the evaluation, but he still couldn't come back into the game, that's why. This dude is gonna play. <laughs> Are we amusing you, He's Sam? Gonna play. <laughs> I'm really enjoying the discussion, especially the the part of, of pointing out that some people um, think this is a Chiefs decision <laughs> and not uh, <laughs> a doctor decision. <laughs> but, um, I, I don't know, man. Like. Like Sam just mentioned, I think it was Sam that, uh, you know, nobody can be a hundred percent, right. You can have symptoms on day five that don't show up one, two, three, or four, but, um, whatever it's worth, um, you know, and I know you guys have done similar stuff, but you know, two people who are very close to this situation I communicated with one kind of hedged it a little bit and, and, and presented it as like very cautious, but optimism, but very cautious. And there was something about the communication that made me think he was sort of, playing some games here. And then the the second person I talked to was just like, he, he's, he's playing, you know, there's, there's no chance that he's not. So um, they don't mean that literally like Sam said, um, but this dude is going to play. Um, the bills know he's going to play. Uh, it seemed like Tyree kill. kind of sort of like let it out of the bag a little bit, like sort of uh, was hinting toward that yesterday in, in, in his availability. But um, I'm all for the gamesmanship, but uh, I'm expecting to see him on the field on Sunday. <laughs> hey, hey, Sam, we'll, we'll know if when I get out there to the practice field here shortly, if they move indoors after we're all there. That <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll, they'll get that to you as soon as you walk up to the gate, too, and <laughs> send, you, send you back on your hour drive home. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I, I love how you played the, the long game, just sitting back there with the, that bemused look on your face when you were talking about it. Like, I love it. it. <laughs> Um, all right, all right. A couple things. Uh, if if Mahomes after the play had just sat there for a second, just yeah. you know, didn't try to get up. If he had just yeah. sat there, maybe he he's he never misses a snap. You know, maybe he's he or or the Chiefs need to take it or they take a time out there and uh, to to give him an, uh, an extra you know breath or two. I've thought about that. If he just decided to sit there after the hit and collect himself, um, m- m- again maybe. We're not having these conversations right now. What's interesting? No, about, Go ahead. Oh, just it's an interesting aspect of this is him running off the field, right? And whether he was, you know, allowed to do that or just did it. I mean, it's it's not what you would think somebody would do after uh, suffering a concussion, one way or another. And uh, it it goes back to your point, Blair. I think a little bit like. Well, how temporary was what happened, I guess, is really the, the, at the core of the question. Sorry, Sam. I was just going to add real quick just that um, a doctor that I talked to said exactly what Blair said, that, you know, that that was entirely possible, that he, he could have sat there for a second, gathered himself, maybe missed a play, come out of the game, but nobody would have seen the stagger, and therefore he wouldn't have – he could have just passed the protocol and come back in. I thought too the the thing that Vahe just referenced of him running from the tent to the tunnel. This guy 
is well aware of his surroundings, right? And and he knew that cameras were going to follow that. He knew that people were going to see that. I I think he absolutely there was not showmanship, but I think there was sort of like, look, I'm strong. You know, it, it, it's reminiscent actually of <clears throat> excuse me, but um, in Denver uh, last season when you know he he was sure to walk off by himself. Um, you know, in the beginning, it looked like this guy wouldn't need a cart and right. a stretcher, <laughs> uh, but he ended up walking off of the field on his own. And there's there's a hundred percent chance that you know there's a he knows people are watching and and he wants to present present strength like that. That is absolutely in his character. I, I'd argue that he actually swaggered off the field at Denver. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And, and then was there, I think it's also relevant, he was there, um, and we don't know if this happened the other day um, on Sunday, but in Denver, he was. we, we know he was there to welcome the team in, you know, and, and break them down and all that. Um, Andy Reid referenced that Chad Henney was the one to break them down, but uh, I'm curious where Patrick was when the team came back into the locker room. I was in Denver last year. I was already starting to, I was asking the Broncos media people what hospitals they take the players to that, that get yeah. injured seriously. And, and there's Mahomes like waving to people. They'll leave him the field. Yeah. In your yeah. defense, though, you didn't know he was double jointed. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had an email question from, I uh, hope I'm pronouncing it right, uh, Barat Talati, who asked the, about the, the, action, the play call, right? Third and one. Uh, Mahomes option. He's run the option. They've run the option several times. It's a staple in the playbook. Um, uh, is there any second guessing the the play call there? Let's, uh, Sam McDowell, what do you think? No, not for me. Um, I, I don't think this offense can operate the way that we've seen it without it. I actually asked Andy Reid that yesterday on the call. Um, and he said if he doesn't feel comfortable calling a play like that for Patrick Mahomes, that he can't play. You know, that means he's he's not safe enough to play. He's not safe enough to get through the protocol. The, and the reason the question is relevant, though, is we haven't seen him run a quarterback sneak, right, since since he injured the knee last year. So they did make an adjustment. And t- to me, they don't need to make that adjustment. I mean, I, I mean, how many quarterback sneaks have we seen? Guys end up fine. It's not any more risky than it is sitting in the pocket and potentially getting hit in the pocket. But, you know, I, I saw so many people talking about, Oh, they shouldn't run the quarterback. Well, running the quarterback is a major part of this offense. And how many times have we sat here and talked about that it's an underrated part of this offense? And how many times he's able to pick up first downs on third down with by scrambling and stuff? That that's not going anywhere. If, if Patrick Mahomes is playing, he's still going to be able to do those types of plays. He had a walk-in touchdown on that play earlier in the game. Yeah, um, and the they, Super Bowl too. Vaha and I talked about that. The Super Bowl yeah. too. They, they same play. I, I mean, nobody has an issue yeah. with that, but. You know the the one that doesn't work out of, of course, suddenly becomes more highlighted. It, it is it is interesting though the lack of sort of consistency between this and the sneak, right? Like the the sneak is just total. That's just a mind thing with Andy. He's just kind of yeah. scared of it, and I get it. You know, I totally, <laughs> I totally get it. But it's also, um, don't you guys think Patrick? Well, the the one thing that he's not awesome at in football is sliding, like getting down. Like he's pretty terrible at it. He always kind of goes down awkward, and um, and I never know. Is that he can obviously slide? Like that's not like some you know skill that he needs to work on. I just wonder is like does like the practice that I'm sure that he does does it just lose his mind in that moment? You know that he uh, you know needs that extra half yard, and and will try and do it however possible, which is usually like kind of awkward looking. It's just, it's just a weird part of his game. 
you reminded me, Sam, I got to I got to find this. But a couple of years, this has been a problem, not a problem, but a recurring question with him. And a couple of years ago, it happened like right on the day where we were going over to the Royals and John Sleezer and I got Whit Merrifield <laughs> to, to critique Pat's sliding. Right? I'll, have to, I'll have to trot that one back out somewhere. But but uh, it, was was great. Pretty, pretty good. it was pretty good the way Whit went about it. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those two guys are friends, too. So there can be some banter. Uh, that, that was great. That was a great call. I wonder if we'll see a quarterback option on the very first snap that the Chiefs take on Sunday. It'll pick up nine and a half yards, and on the second snap, he'll sneak for the first down. So. <laughs> it might be a, maybe run it with, it with with no option, actually, just a fake option where he's definitely pitching it or definitely running it. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so um, – so if I if I remember this right, if I heard Sam Mellinger correctly, he's convinced Chad Henney is going to play on Sunday. So let's <laughs> no, let's, um, it, it has been a conversation this week that the the confidence level in Chad Henney. Just if if worse came to worse, um, and and Chad Henney's the guy, let's let's at least address that idea and um, percentage not, chance. Not, nothing changes whatsoever, Blair. <laughs> what I've heard. <laughs> Oh, I've heard. <laughs> Next man up. <laughs> um, uh, look, uh, Sam McDowell. From a from a uh, betting standpoint, we've we've seen what would happen to a to the betting line if <laughs> Mahomes starting versus Henny starting. It's about a six or seven point swing. I think I saw. Yeah, six point swing, and I think we all decided on this very program on Sunday. It wasn't nearly enough. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey! You're talking about the quarterback who led the Chiefs on touchdown drives in the first two series against the uh, the LA Chargers um, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and and looked good doing it, and did it without Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you know, starters on at the skill positions. Anyway, the offensive line guys were there, but not the not the skill position guys. So, so the the. Um, the, the memory of Matt Moore beating the playoff bound Vikings and almost, you know, almost beating the, the, the NFC championship game bound Green Bay Packers doesn't, uh, um, doesn't give, shouldn't, shouldn't give Chiefs fans confidence if it's not Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. Well, one, one, one quick thing with, with, um, Chad Henney that just has struck me though is look, they're obviously not the same team with, without Patrick and, but, but, I wouldn't say you put up the white flag uh, for some reason if, if Henny's playing. I just think it's a harder road. But a thing that I thought stood out um, even last week, you know, Henny's Henny's got a little something going with uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey himself. I, I, I think there's a little rhythm and a, a little bit of a connection that um, is, is a lot more than just, you know, throwing some guy out there um, that, that, Ball across the middle. We might have talked about this the other day. That Kelsey went really through a tight window. That was a, a you know twenty five yards downfield or so. Uh, first completion to Tyree Kill was was uh, a matter of good timing. Great catch by Tyree Kill. I, I just I just don't think there's a reason to assume that they, they've got nothing if Chad Henney's the quarterback. And and I, I I know we'd all prefer to see Patrick play, but. There's a part of me that would like to go into the parallel universe and, and see what the game would come out as with with Chad Henney playing. Yeah, I mean, Chad's a fine quarter. Like he's a representative NFL backup quarterback. You know, I mean, he's he's better than a lot of backup quarterbacks the Chiefs have had 
through the years, but it's just, um, my God, like the guy that he's backing up is just different. Right. <laughs> you know right. I mean, like it, it becomes sort of, you know, you, you, people have made this joke about like, is Patrick Mahomes a system quarterback? Well, the backup is going to be a system quarterback. Like that's just going to be, you know, doing the reads and, and, and doing all, you know, just more straightforward, but they, to Vahe's point, I mean, you still got Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey. That's a pretty good place to start. It's not a give up situation, of course, but this is a tough game for me, even if Patrick Mahomes does play. And yeah. if he doesn't play, I just, I, I just think that the path is extremely difficult. I'm not going to say impossible, but I think the path to victory with Chad Henney would be extremely difficult. You got a number on it for us, Sam? Like a, a win probability just off the top of your head? I'd, I'd probably put it at 10% by. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the optimist you are. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what, I, I think uh, I, I think of Alex Smith in playoff games and how the, the, the Chiefs came up just short, right, against the Steelers, the Titans, the, yeah. the Patriots, you know, the, 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 the Colts in his first year. Um, but one thing that I don't remember seeing Alex Smith do in a couple of those, especially the later year losses, was take off and run on a third and 14 and get 13 and a half yards. I, I, that to me changed the, it changed the way I look at Henny, that he's willing to, you know, to see an opening the way Mahomes does and take off and, and kind of sacrifice his body a little bit. I don't, I don't remember Alex Smith doing it, uh, at least not often anyway, in, um, in, in the years. Look, and I, I'm, I'm with you guys. It's not, it's, it's not a likely scenario but if Mahomes gets hurt again, you, you know, Henny is the guy. He's, he's, he is uh, definitely next man up. And uh, I think the Chiefs can survive a period of time as they did Sunday against the Browns with Chad Henny. Start to finish, though, I'd give it a little higher than 10%, but, but uh, well below 50% uh, win probability for, for the Chiefs. You know, is it, is it safe to even have Chad Henny run? Is that a discussion we should have? <laughs> Give up the body. <laughs> hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. And that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the game and the Bills. Uh, different team than the, the the Bills team we saw in Week Six, Herbie, isn't it? Um, let's uh, uh, let's let's break it down. Uh, none of us were there in Buffalo in Week Six, but we all covered that game. I think that was the four o'clock kickoff game at on, on a Monday afternoon, rainy in in Buffalo. Bills were out with were without some starters, um, and we're coming off a, a butt kicking by the Titans. I thought the Chiefs played one or two or three best games of the year then. Yeah, and you're right. And the Bills were without their starting tight end, Dawson Knox. They didn't have their stud linebacker, Matt Milano, and a pair of 
defensive linemen who are a big part of the defensive line rotation and Trent Murphy and Harrison Phillips. The other thing to consider in that game, the Chiefs caught the Bills as John Brown and cornerback, all-pro cornerback for Davis White were coming off injuries. They didn't play in week five, so maybe they weren't exactly 100% going into that game because if I remember correctly, they were limited leading into that Sunday, excuse me, that, that matchup against the Chiefs. This time they're healthy. Uh, and this is a completely different team from what was what we saw from week six because they do have all their key pieces now in place. You know, Brown is, is back to 100%. Uh, you got Stephon Diggs, who's just an absolute stud. Cole Beasley, I, I love Cole Beasley. They're, they're slot wide receiver. He's a great underrated uh, receiver, in my opinion. But this is a dangerous team, in my you know, as you look at them. They're a lot better defensively, too. Um, they, they had some issues in, in the secondary, and their defensive line was kind of a mess. Uh, when they played the Chiefs in Week Six, and they they appear to have that thing fixed. I mean, they're they're eighth in DVOA now um, on defense, and they they pressured. I think this is right. I think they pressured uh, Lamar Jackson. I think fourteen out of thirty dropbacks. Um, I mean, they they've got some stuff going um, for real. Well, what about that game plan uh, that they tried to execute in the regular season game? They're not going to let the Chiefs beat them over the top. So, what do yeah. the Chiefs do? It, it was. It's kind of amazing, Sam, wasn't it? Um, yeah, if, if, if I'm the Sam, um, uh, I, I think it's smart. Like, that's that's what I would do if I'm trying to beat the Chiefs. Like, I mean, I think that's a pretty um, – I don't know how you argue against it, right? Like, should, should they crowd the line of scrimmage and challenge the Chiefs to beat them over the top with Tyreek Hill? I mean, there's just uh, – the, the problem – the one problem with, with – um, depending on how, how much you exaggerate – with your safeties is it opens up Travis Kelsey in the middle and, you know, Kelsey may be a better weapon than Tyreek Hill. I mean, that's a, that's a debate. Reasonable minds could disagree. They're both incredible. So, um, you know, if it was just Tyreek Hill or the run game, you know, that's a simpler formula than Tyreek Hill. It's like, it's like, you know, you got each level covered, right? Deep intermediate and and the run game. But I I certainly, out of those three, I don't know who would argue that the run game isn't the weakest of those three. You know, it it might be the the first game, well, actually the second, because that first first Buffalo matchup will qualify, that I think that the Chiefs running game could be a a very high priority on their key to success. You know, I, I was doing some stats on this. The Chiefs won a game against the Panthers when they rushed for 36 yards the entire day. That was after they rushed for 50 yards against the Jets. So in two weeks, they won two games rushing for 86 yards, and they scored 68 points. I mean, this is a team that's usually pretty okay without their running game. If the Bills come in here and play the the Chiefs the same way they played them in Buffalo, they can't do that because they're going to force the Chiefs to have to – the Chiefs don't want to call run plays. You know, we heard the reference that Andy Reid made, I, I think it was on Monday, about he comes from BYU. He likes to pass the ball every down. He wants to pass the ball. If you can force them to run the ball, they have to be successful with it. If they're only going to see four guys on the line of scrimmage or five guys on the line of scrimmage in the box, they, they've got to be successful. With it. They were in that game. They, they ran for 245 yards. You know, uh, Leslie Frazier said, lo and behold, they kept doing it and it kept working. But it was really interesting that a coach, especially Sean McDermott, their head coach after the game, said, that he basically had no regrets in doing it. And how many times do you see a coach lose a football game, give up 250 yards on the ground, and be like, yeah, you know, we, I kind of liked what we did after the game. 
Listen from that game, and I mentioned Matt Milano. Okay, he, he is the quarterback of that defense. So when he's not playing in week six and getting the defensive players lined up properly, that you know that they yeah. were shorthanded, and the Chiefs took, clearly took advantage of that. You know, when you got a, a, a defense that's confused, think back to the good old days when the Chiefs had DJ Derek Johnson. When when he's out of the game, you know their run defense suffered because. He wasn't there to direct traffic, and that's basically what happened in week six. Okay, um, Herbie, I know you got to get out of here. So before before you leave, uh, you're heading to practice, and hopefully, um, uh, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll uh, uh, we'll be outdoors, and you'll get to see it, and, and maybe you'll see a couple of players. Uh, um, uh, Kyle Coffey, one of our, uh, our, our great uh, uh, members of our audience here, uh, is uh, asking for predictions. So before you get away, how about giving us a Chiefs-Bills prediction? Oh, boy, you're putting me on the spot here. Look, I, I, I didn't come away from the divisional championship round feeling great, okay? Uh, if the Chiefs show up and play the, the Bills like they did against the Browns, I think the Bills can take them. And a lot of this really, really depends on if Mahomes is playing. If Mahomes is playing, then I think the Chiefs win. If, if he's not playing, then I'm going to give it to the Bills. How's that? I, I say you uh, – I think you should go to practice. And uh, – <laughs> All right. All right. That, that's fair enough. I'll, I'll – um, uh, let, let's let's uh, let's let's stay with it. Uh, Vahe, how does this game go? What uh, what should the Chiefs be concerned about? And um, and will we see the Chiefs in Tampa in two weeks? Well, um, I, I think the Chiefs should be concerned about their scouting uh, on defense. If it, if it turns out Chris Jones really didn't know Mitch Moore, I'm waiting thirty minutes to drop that in. <laughs> It was uh, my keys to the game. And look, you know, I do think what, what's interesting as heck about this game in a lot of ways is, is the, the very thing we've been talking about, which is how each game will take on its own personality. The chiefs aren't going to run for that kind of, that kind of yardage in this game, right? It, the, the dynamics of this game are going to play out differently for all the reasons we've said. Um, obviously the biggest X factor really is Patrick or Henny. I think, um, I, I tend to think that what Herbie said is, is where I'd sit, but, but I'm going to say either way, uh, chiefs about 27, 21, something like that. Didn't the bills and the chiefs play earlier this year and didn't Morrison Jones hit each other at some point? Uh, wouldn't right. you- Okay. Yeah, that's what he was saying. He was he was referring to the last game. Oh, uh, the first day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. And he got out and the on the field. Like, oh. He's like, "Come on, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mitch, what are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, by the way, it's not like Mitch a wallflower. You know, I mean, we, Chris Chris is the ultimate personality, but you know, you'd notice Mitch's presence like, around the locker room, around the you know the other squad. <laughs> <laughs> when did you stop playing for us? <laughs> just such a weird thing. Am I at practice? <laughs> uh, 
Brian, Brian Johnson says uh, Chiefs are flat out better than the Bills, but Diggs is going to roast Ward. Oh, Sam Mellinger. He will be the target. Um, if if uh, we limit Beasley, I like our chances defending them. Just tackle. Um, I, actually, there's, there's some truth to that, right? Uh, and, and and the Chiefs secondary is, is going to be uh, under the spotlight with – uh, especially if if there's some some doubt about uh, Bashard Breeland not not playing, and that that changes things in the secondary, right? It changes the um, the, uh, the 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 job of Legarius Sneed, who has been just terrific here this rookie season. In fact, made the Pro Football Writers All Rookie Team this week, and um, you know Rashad Fenton has also missed last game, so. I, I, I think the Chiefs secondary has done an outstanding job all season. The cornerbacks have been terrific as a group. You'd hate to see in a game against Josh Allen and these receivers the, the used to be anything less than 100% healthy at, at that position group. Um, Melly, what do you think? Well, the, the question there, um, and I'm, I apologize, I forgot the name, but uh, talking about the tackling, that applies to the quarterback too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, that secondary and the linebackers are going to have to tackle just an athletic freak, um, you know, even even by NFL standards. That guy can move, and he is big and strong. Um, I, I think that there's just going to – I think there's going to be a lot of points scored um, by both teams. I just think it's two of the best – well, certainly this year, it was, it was two of the best three quarterback performances of, of this season um, are going to be in this game. It's these two and Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, and, and, you know, like we've been saying – Diggs is unbelievable. Um, I mean, he, he is a top five receiver. I think um, Cole Beasley, that you know, that Herbie was talking about. I mean, there, there's just a lot of stars going on here. Um, I, I feel like it's like a 60-40 game. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the league. So by rule, I think they're better than the Bills. But uh, the Bills are good enough to beat anybody. Um, it, it just seems like a 60-40 game. Another one of these close games. So I would expect um, my dog is really trying to get in the show. Um, Bring him. Come on, come on. There you go. There you go, Frankie. She just had Frankie. a bath, so she looks kind of weird. But um, anyway, I, I feel like it's a 60-40 game. Um, Chiefs will make a play or two down the stretch and, um, you know, get another one of these close wins that Chiefs fans have been so angry with. That's <laughs> right. I know. These Chiefs. Um, so, Sam McDowell, um, Chiefs are – we're going to talk about this as the homes are going to play. Chiefs are a um, – you know, four. I think it was the three. Is it down to three or three or four? Somewhere in there. Yeah, it's at three. Okay. Um, how do you see it playing out? Um, pretty similar to to those other guys. You know, I, the assumption that Patrick Mahomes plays, of course, but um, I think the Bills are a really good team. You know, it's not going to shock me if if we're writing about the end of the Chiefs season on Sunday, but. Odds are I think that the Chiefs will win, and I, I agree with Sam. I think I, I feel probably about 60-40 on that. Um, I do think it will be more high scoring than the last one simply because I don't think the clock's going to be running quite as often as it, as it was when they first met. So I, I think like a 30-27 to 27 game. Um, and, and the one element I think we haven't talked about is um, Harrison Bucker had a really bad week last week, and this is the type of game that could potentially come down to, to a game-winning field goal situation, I think. Yeah, boy, that was – he left four points on the field. Um, the the thirty three yard kick seems to be his um, you know his problem. I you know I think if they find themselves well and they will with an extra point anyway, move it back and make it a thirty four yard kick or something. Just, 
<laughs> do something. Do something. Um, all right, Vahe, what do you think? Um, I, I, on the uh, result. <laughs> yeah, or 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 the dog or the dog, either one. Oh. <laughs> on the dog. Well, I, yeah, I think the, I think they'll it'll be a mid twenties game, you know, like twenty seven, twenty one. Uh, I do think it that the Harrison Butker thing in another time with more uh, more opportunity to to talk to him and things like that would be really interesting thing to explore. I mean, we this might be anything from what what we might perceive as kind of the yips to uh, a change in the holder with you know some people suggesting to us and I think some of us or one of us observed it too with Tommy Townsend maybe still spinning the ball a little bit but it is a really weird thing when you can blast them from 67 in pregame like I think Sam Mellinger noted the other day and make them from 58 and 53 in the game and yeah you just can't you just can't be reliable inside the 35 I mean it's just really kind of crazy so I, I think Sam McDowell makes a great point. I, I it, all these close games, I think, make the Chiefs stronger, make them more likely to pull through in these cases. But they they haven't had to deal with this too many times, um, a time or two. But it, that could well be the, the the thing it comes down to this time. You, you can't say that this. It it just it just seems blasphemy to say that this this franchise hasn't dealt with uh, the the field goal situation <laughs> at some point in the playoffs. Well, <laughs> Let's clarify that. That is, that is that was in, that was in the before times. Um, yeah. <laughs> way, by the way, here's something I was looking up when Blair when Blair pointed out this is our third straight year doing this uh, telecast in one form or another on a AFC Championship weekend with the Chiefs. You know, the last time we went on the road for anything but a Super Bowl in the postseason was January 2016 to Houston. They keep having the home games. They keep, you know, having these <laughs> AFC championships. It's it's a different era. It is. Well, they won that game in Houston that we went to New England the next week. So, oh, that's right. We oh oh yeah. But that was the last season the Chiefs played on the road in, in, in an you know in an opposing team stadium in, in a playoff game. They've all been at home or the Super Bowl since then. Um, a couple things I think about with with the uh, with the Chiefs. Do you know that um, uh, offensively? Uh, last three games, whether it's starters or, or not starters, um, 22, 21, and 17 points. That's got to be the lowest three-game stretch in the Mahomes era for, for Chiefs offense. You throw away the 21, which was the backups, and it's you know, 22 against the Browns, and that's Mahomes missing a, a quarter and a half, but 17 against the Falcons. But on the encouraging side of that, Defense has held, held the Falcons and the Browns to less than 20 in those games, and I just like the way the defense as a whole is playing right now. It reminds me uh, of what's what happened last year, only maybe get a little bit later start because I thought the whole month of December that defense was rounding into form in 2019. I think it's happy. it happened a little later this year, but I think, gosh, I think they're playing really well. They played three great quarters against the Browns. And um, and then let up two drives to to make it a close game, and the offense couldn't bail them out. couldn't couldn't get uh, you know Bucker missed field goal, and um, they, they they couldn't take advantage of the 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 Tyron Matthew interception uh, that 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 produced the missed field goal by Butker. So anyway, I I think for it's as strange as it sounds, I have as much confidence in this Chiefs defense to limit the the Bills, maybe to field goals and. Uh, a punt or two, which is what I think it's going to take. Uh, Buffalo is 
They're better. They're hot. They're better than they were in week six. Much better. They're hot. You know, the only game they've lost since week six was the Hail Mary game to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. And it's funny, you know, the, the Bills gave up like 309 passing yards to Phillip Rivers in the first playoff game and then really shut down Lamar Jackson and, and, um, and, and the Ravens last week. So it's, you don't know exactly what you're going to get from the Bills. But I think what we're going to get from this game is it's the chief demo this year to play everything closed. No matter the opponent, no matter the, the site, they're going to play it within a score. And the Chiefs are either going to make a stop or a play on, on a third and one at the end to, to get it done and win by two or three points. So I think it's a low-scoring game. I'd bet the under. I think the over-under is 53. I think the game will be in the mid-20s, and, um, and the Chiefs will prevail, and we will be heading to Tampa in a couple of weeks. So um, on that, uh, there's some great questions that we will get to next time. Coleman Brockmeyer says, uh, what do we think about the – the Chiefs playing the the role of the villain nationally. I like that idea. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that next time we we get together uh, after a Chiefs victory. So, um, hey, look, some some really good questions. Um, uh, Ivy, Kyle, Paul, Brian, uh, Chris, uh, Coleman, Jesse. Uh, appreciate you guys checking in with us. And thanks to Herbie Tiope, Sam Mellinger, Baha Gregorian, Sam McDowell, and to our producer Beth Welsh. We will be coming at you a Midnight Express edition because it's going to be late on um, on Sunday night after the AFC title game with the, with the Bills. So we will talk to you then, and thanks for joining us. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff and everyone who helps make Sportsbeat KC happen. Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Pickett, and Savannah Smith. A tip of the cap to our Chiefs coverage team, Sam Mellinger, Sam McDowell, Vahe Gregorian, and Herbie Tiope. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you, especially for those that want to deep dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. We've ramped it up for the playoffs. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. That's KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. Do you want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, you send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and I'll get you to the right place. So, Whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Friday with another episode.